0: Back to you, my name is Mimi and we do have a guest this week uh, her name is Monica Monica do you want to introduce yourself a little bit your <laughs> background or how do I know you or how we how do we know each other um so we actually so
1: for everybody so everybody knows um we used to dance together yeah and um and not
0: that kind of dancing either yes it is <laughs> <laughs> dang it, 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 it. <laughs> yes, it is I forgot to <laughs> wink you
1: um I have my own vajata team and um, you were my student. Pioneer, <laughs> pioneer, student, the original. Mm-hmm. With who was it was Vero, it was um Janie, Claudia, um
0: who else was in our group Ada, yeah, Ada, somebody else. Oh, Antoinette. Uh huh,
1: Antoinette.
0: Yeah, that's it. A little bit of time, Amy. A little bit of Alma. You know, yeah. people would come in out for a short time, time periods. Yeah. So, yeah, we were. They're touring Texas for a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, clarification. It
1: was a machata right? Yes. yes. Like, no dalla dalla. No,
0: unfortunately, we should have charged. <laughs> I know, right? We should have charged. But
1: it was fun. It was fun. I was just like, you guys were super supportive. And yeah. It was my experiment. And I was always super stressed because I wanted to like give the best <laughs> and y'all keep y'all entertained and whatnot. So, um, but that's how we met. Yes. Um, aside from that, um, in terms of, I guess, introduction, mm-hmm. um, I still dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually dance with uh, Salsa too with uh, Daniel and Yuki. So still teaching, still dancing, um, part of their group. Um, in terms of work, um, the official terminology is uh, I'm a CNS. I'm a clinical nurse specialist mm-hmm. with... Um, Specialty in adult gerontology, which just basically means adult old people. Anybody, okay. Anybody over... In a senior level. Like
0: 15 and higher. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's
1: me. That's me. Like, especially you're like an yeah. adult at like 15, 16.
0: Okay. Um, Don't turn
1: that to the overprotective moms. Cause- Never yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and I have patients where they're in their 50s and they see my my badge because uh-huh. my badge says adult derontology and they ask me, "What does gerontology mean?" And I tell them, and they're like, "I'm not old. Oh I'm no, old. <laughs> 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 oh, no, no, you're not. I'm just, I'm just
0: it's for the other people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, for the other people. It's just the title to listen." I'm- all right, so this week's um, cheese made. Uh, did you see it? Yeah. Um, I, I sent it to you. I don't know if it was that clear or not, but... So I got this from one of the uh, local San Antonio mom groups, and it's a little bit all over the place, but I really appreciate it because at least you can see Mother Herd not as, at its perfection, like Instagram and, like, you know, all these other TikTok stuff. Sorry for the nose in the background. I am dog-sitting, so I do have some loud, uh, noisy <laughs> dogs, um, but... Uh, the post pretty much says it's pretty much a mom talking about because of course we just celebrated Mother's Day. Okay. So this mom, she has a four-year-old, and uh, I guess they give him like a weekly allowance. So he had like fifteen dollars to spare, you know, mm-hmm. for him to go yeah. shopping, right? So you know, she take him to the store, <coughs> and he has fifteen dollars as his allowance to go ahead and spend whatever he wants. She kind of talks to him, tells him, you know. Um, It is Mother's Day. I would like for you to go ahead and buy me something, or you can buy yourself a toy. Right. Remind me. So, he's four years old, and this is one of the comments he said, uh, like, on her post. He is a four-year-old with with sense of a 12-year-old. He understands the choice he made. He even stated, I'm sorry, Mom. I really am. But yet, he still made that choice to, of course, to get his toy, even Mm -hmm. after she expressed that it hurts her feelings that he chose a toy, than rather celebrating her as a mom so what are your thoughts <laughs> it's like a
1: scenario where like we're always I, i'll put myself into it right mm-hmm. and then when i see other people like babies do stuff um you know my kiddo's less than one like he's yeah. about to turn one next yeah. month um and they do the simplest things and you're like oh my god he's so smart yeah. right but mm-hmm. it's just like regular baby stuff yeah right I know it, but I'm just like my baby's so smart. He's yeah, I mean, a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just I kind of feel like you know she says, um, what is she says he's a four year old with a sense of a twelve year old. I feel like she's giving him too much credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like he's very like, mature. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like there's no such thing as a four year old that's. Got the sense of a 12-year-old. And Even a like 12-year-old is
0: immature Exactly, that stage. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Like, if you're going to, I mean, if it's any other scenario, like, if you put the poor little kid in front of a piece of cake mm-hmm. and you're sitting in front of it and you're like, no, don't eat it till yeah. I get back. And then you leave the room, like, really, is the four-year-old really not going to eat yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, impulse control with little kids. Like, I think you're just giving that little little baby a little too much credit. Yeah. And also, being you know?
0: in too much pressure or, I oh don't know, she's. I don't know. I think I find it very manipulating on her part uh, yeah, for her to, to say that. that. Uh, a little bit of manipulation going on, like I'm gonna we're gonna give you money, but I'm gonna guilt trip you in getting me something. Yeah. And then he has gonna have that, he's gonna learn that that complex, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. to me that's a little bit more than manipulation. I don't know if you ever heard about oh, family incense. Oh. So, you know, there's the sexual incense, of course, you know. Right, right. Yeah. But this is um Emotional incest—that's what they're called. Okay. So it's usually found, of course, with parent with child, right? And okay. it's very common with the female, with the mom, with the male son. Yeah. So uh, they tend to develop that relationship of no longer of a son mother kind of an mm. aspect. It kind of comes up more like a relationship, like they're both are holding each other down. Yeah. Um, so it becomes very essential. So it's like very inappropriate. Oh, There's just never okay. any like actual sexual tendencies there's mm-hmm. of course but uh a lot of the what the son or the child has to do is just to please mom it's like a
1: codependency very almost.
0: codependency but it's very manipulative on yeah. the mom's side yeah. to kind of turn her his son like yeah. always to be really close to her
1: it's kind of sad to think about because at four years old what's nice is that he's he's got already what most adults don't have yeah. is that he's emotionally aware Mm -hmm. that enough to say that look mom I'm really sorry yeah he's aware of the scenario (laughs) but he knows what he wants yes you know and I think at four years old that's huge yes you know but to actually jump to the steps of like but the right decision versus the wrong decision yeah at least he's learning to become more self-aware yeah you know and he's That's like huge to apologize not just be like super um what is it like? Um, um, impulsive, yeah. And just do whatever he wants with the, with yeah. the money, and, and not realize that he
0: hurt his mom's feelings. And He right. realized that he acknowledged it, he apologized. So she should be happy. Like he, she is raising a very in tune little boy, right. you know. But um, I, you know, it's just expected. You should, I think she. Yeah. gave him way too much thinking that he's going to do the higher route at yes. a four year old you know what I Absolutely. mean so it's like he's going to draw you a picture in elementary he'll come home with something you yeah. know and that's what you always look forward at least when elementary years you know for sure you're going to get something for mother's day because yeah. those teachers are for sure making them those arts and crafts yeah. and which i appreciate it too because you know uh when the kids are getting raised i didn't i wasn't with a husband at that time that was very thoughtful all the time during mother's day but i always had i always look forward for their artwork so that was always something nice to always that's come home to right yeah. so i mean she's kind of getting yeah, appreciated maybe she's not getting it in other places and she's projecting it to her son yeah so well, that's, well, that's what i mean that's where yeah. the emotional sense kind of comes in later on right when right. they're not getting it from anybody else but they're Expecting it from their son. They're de- and, yeah, they're dependent yeah, on, on them. And
1: and and I think also um, one thing is is as a parent, you know, even even me learning now, mm-hmm. you know, I take it or leave it. I'm baby parent again. Yeah. You know, you are trying to teach your kid mm-hmm. how to function in this world, and so it's baby steps when they're young like that. You know, I think in this scenario, being self aware, like I said, with the emotions and all that. Responsibility with money is another big thing too. Mm -hmm. Celebrating mom, knowing what Mother's Day is and what that means, like all these things, you know, we're teaching our children. But it should never be something personal. Yeah. Like you know, when my kiddo um, throws food on the floor because he doesn't want to eat, even though I took time, I don't, you know, I I like put a lot of effort into Into it. Right. (laughs) I get upset. I'll be honest, but. I can't take it personal and I to keep reminding myself yeah. like it's not personal it's not like I hate your for yeah he just he won or yeah. almost won. And he just wants to throw food he doesn't want to eat he's going through his issues yeah. and there's just a lesson in yeah. that a lot of parents have that mistake where they treat their children like adults mm-hmm. way too fast way too
0: fast you don't yeah. let them be kids mm-hmm. you
1: know so I think that was more of a scenario maybe it to be funny yeah or to be proud of what he did do yeah. that was positive, mm-hmm. rather than be like, oh, my baby hurt my feelings, you turned on me, mm-hmm. like. He's and expect him
0: more, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> not that deep, bad to me, you know. Just like you know, continue talking to him and making sure he knows who Mother's Day is yeah. and all that stuff. It's all yeah. about routine. It was just funny also seeing the comments like after, like people were like, "Man, well, my two year old's here, you know, and I expect him to like pay bill already," you know, kind of seeing <laughs> the comments that people were going at her on her comment, and That's I was like, funny. "That's hilarious!" Like, yeah, uh-huh. true, but you know, the expectations are a little bit off, but uh, I get it, but. Yeah, that's, that was a lot. I was like, man, that's like a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a bit crazy how um, how we raise kids here. I, I don't know. I don't know if you... Like, like it's USA? Not USA, okay. like, here, uh, here in the United States. It's not so much as like a community, like, wise. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, where, okay, we got you, like, everybody, like, your whole... Even with family-wise, I feel like it is a lot of shame where if you can't do it 100% perfect that everybody's like judging you like on the mm-hmm. outside yeah. so even they're not telling you but you know they're judging you, you yeah, know a lot of shame. There's, there's a lot of shaming going on Yeah. so it's like it's kind of hard to build that community sometimes even within your own family unless you yeah. had a very free-flowing family that they're 100% like got your back but again it's not common
1: that whole what it takes
0: a village yeah coming. it takes a village common like yeah. maybe back every day it would take a village but I think when at least when i uh, Growing up and like having kids young, you know that was a of shame on me. So it was like now I have to like do anything on my own because I decided to have a kid, you know, younger. Yeah, yeah. you know, and so the vice versa, like okay, you're starting to be the mom, the responsible. For, but let's help that journey out and right, uh, come right. Out of it, right. So it's a little bit different, kind of weird how I don't know things work now. It's not no more of that it's to do a village thing. I mean, I don't. I, it should be.
1: It should be. I don't think that part's ever changed. I think it it takes a village to raise a kid. And it should still take a village to raise Mm -hmm. a kid because they're so busy. Like, we shouldn't be handling everything on our own, you know? So, um, I keep seeing... So, I'm a big, like, Instagram scroller Mm -hmm. and Google scroller and whatever. And um, there's something that I ran into when I was reading and it said something like, um, there's a guy... His wife got sick. Mm-hmm. And so then he had to hire five people to do all the work that she did. Mm-hmm. So it was like, a, I think it was something like a, like a landscaping guy to do the, the lawn. Yeah, yeah. It was like a chef a maid, a babysitter mm-hmm. for the kids, or it was like two babysitters because they had to do different shifts or okay. something like that. Plus whatever it is that he was helping with. And so it was kind of shame. It's, I find it shameful mm-hmm. that a woman does so much work mm-hmm. that she, when she's sick like that, that I can't just pick up the slack, yeah. right? At least in most scenarios, because um, I know there's there's always going to be those those supportive partners or husbands that mm-hmm. do pick up the slack. We don't see that that yeah. much. Um, but I feel like it's shameful that, you know, you have to hire all these people to just do students. the same job that she does. Like, that should give you, like, a, a like a, an aha, like, like, yeah. the, like you know, green, I, I think the light bulb, yeah. yeah. Um, like, oh dang, like, mm-hmm. They do all this, but we don't complain. Like yeah, exactly. You know, I, I have the mentality as a single mom, I have my mom help me, mm-hmm. you know, thank God. But as the mentality ever since day one was, I got to do what I got to do to take mm-hmm. care of him. It doesn't matter if I'm sick. It doesn't matter if I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, you know, you know, like I, you know, we had talked earlier, um, immediately postpartum i wasn't eating i wasn't drinking i wasn't sleeping but i had to take care of him Mm -hmm. you know he was waking up every two hours every Mm -hmm. hour i had to feed and i had to do what i had to do to take care of him he was priority and Mm -hmm. so i did what i had to do luckily my mother helped take care of me Yeah. i would have made it um but i just find it um almost disgusting Mm -hmm. you know that the shaming on top of that Mm -hmm. like um parenting is not hard and then when you're young They tell you, you know, well, you, you know, you should, what, it's your fault that you had a kid so young, you should have gone to school and done ABC and then have kids or whatever, Mm -hmm. but then here I am, I had a baby when I was 38, Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's people that'll shame me then when I say, like, I'm so tired or whatever, I don't, I hardly share anything anymore, Mm -hmm. because they're like, well, you decided to have this baby so late, like, there's never a right or a wrong time, like, everybody's always going to blame you Mm -hmm. for whatever choice that you made, and then now... Um, I I also actually find it quite disgusting that people are even saying, "Well, you chose to have a kid," mm-hmm. like abortion is just mm-hmm. a a um, easy solution mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. my problem of pregnancy. You yeah. know, um, so I mean, to uh, on a tangent, like. I, I believe in abortion, mm-hmm. like as a healthcare provider, as a woman, mm-hmm. I think it should be out there. Mm-hmm. I think that that is an option that we need. I've heard mm-hmm. way too many nightmares, yeah. you know, of women that need official medical care. Mm-hmm. And so they need the abortion, but the line is so like fuzzy yeah. that people wait until mother is dying mm-hmm. before they actually intervene. And that's not okay. That's not yeah. right. Um, And I know that we can, I can talk about that in a yeah. separate talk already. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that shouldn't, that shouldn't be an option that somebody throws at you. Like, well, you chose to have this baby. Yeah. Like, like okay. what? <laughs> you know, and, and like I said before, like, it shouldn't even be seen like that. Like everybody talks about a baby as a burden. Yeah. And, you know, even as a single woman, you know, when I didn't, my baby was unplanned, mm-hmm. you know, just being transparent. um He was an oops baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like when I found out I was pregnant I was like oh my world's over Yeah, you know like yeah okay I realized like um things are gonna change Mm -hmm. I didn't know the extent of it yeah um but it wasn't the
0: worst news ever Mm -hmm. I did cry
1: Mm -hmm. I mean I don't I don't know what woman
0: doesn't cry you know when they find out they're pregnant and it's not planned yeah or the Um, ideal situation that you imagine.
1: correct like this isn't I didn't want to have a baby without my husband Mm -hmm. and you know whatever like getting married and all that um so, um, you know, I see having my child as like the greatest blessing mm-hmm. ever, regardless of how difficult it is. Like, I think the mindset there needs to change, mm-hmm. uh, being pregnant is not a chore. Having a baby is not a chore. It's not a curse. It's a blessing. Like yeah. it's such a wonderful thing to have a baby in your mm-hmm. life, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, society has just screwed that up. Yeah. They've screwed the whole image of motherhood and family mm-hmm. and, and everything and um even like you're uh you said your postpartum was six weeks like oh like, it's like a, a punch in the gut yeah you know when you hear other other um countries mm-hmm. that they give months years they yes. give maternity leave mm-hmm. you know um and to be quite honest i just feel like um you know we question like why is it that you know, America has so much shootings and yeah. so much this, and nobody cares about another, and there's so much violence and this and that. We need to take away our guns and we need to do mm-hmm. this, and it's just stupid. I think mm-hmm. it's nonsense, and I, I think it's because we've degraded the family, yeah, the family image, mm-hmm. and we've, we've um, taken away its importance, but we don't value
0: yeah. uh, people.
1: Well, you, you don't
0: we don't, va- we say all this, but we really don't value, like, yeah. the core essence of, like, okay, so you don't want our children to grow up in violence, we want them to grow up morally s- sound and, you know, stable mm-hmm. and everybody healthy, but we never focus on the mother who is scraping by and then expect her to do it all by herself because that's what pride is, you know, is doing Mm -hmm. it by yourself and doing very like um, crazy work for you to even like make it for you and your little one. But then nobody is willing to like extend the handout, extend, not even a handout, like I'm not even talking about like money or anything, but like uh, help, like, like, okay, let's give that mom a good, uh, start and that baby that could start once mm-hmm. she decides i want to have the baby mm-hmm. even if she's single or whatever yeah let's okay yeah. With an environment around that um so that way we for sure yeah. guarantee a little citizen yeah. coming out and being yeah. uh, a productive citizen yeah. for united States, instead yeah. of like well, you're gonna you're gonna do it you, you, you got it you know You, take that, you, handle it. you we did it you. you know we did yeah, it, we <laughs> did it. <laughs> but yeah different stages of your life different oh my gosh. years it costs 50 cents to fill up your gas deck when you grew up you know what i mean yeah, yeah different yeah. stages like it's you can't and that's what i think bothers all people we did it we you know that and it's like yeah but different cost times. different times different worries different economy was different yeah. politics was different yeah you know the tolerance of people were different too mm-hmm. as well. Even though maybe back then it wasn't the grace, but it was still a different dynamic, I and mean, then it is now. It's more intense and more. I, just, I
1: feel like you know, when you degrade the family like this, mm-hmm. like guaranteed, all these people that are shooting up other mm-hmm. people, shooting up these poor babies in the mm-hmm. in the elementary schools, all that—they're mentally ill, right? Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, I would pay, I would bet money on it, mm-hmm. like. They did not have a sound family environment.
0: Of course, it's yeah, not- because it's trickled down, you know. healthcare right. has been denied for families for ages. Mm-hmm. And then just now, just it's-
1: like, you know, what happened to the the having dinner at a table together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All the family together just eating and talking. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. And I think a child needs that kind of interaction with their parents. Yeah. Um, especially when they're younger. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, you take that away and then they have to re- they resort for something else. So then, yeah. air jumps in. You know how you say the internet and all these other yeah other resources and all, and all that stuff. There's out. no stability in nobody's mm-hmm. life, and I feel like you know um we're just talking postpartum like Mm -hmm. break and supporting the mother but that's so huge Mm -hmm. like that's just a small symptom that actually um, can solve a lot of things yeah because
0: that means the mom will stay home longer the mom will be more present in the child's life versus just trying to figure out how to survive how to uh cope with her own mental illness but coping Mm -hmm. it with like easy things like alcohol drugs yeah out, you know because they're trying to relieve the stress of what's going around them and not you know, process the family time. So yeah, I think that it, it really does trigger down to family, like yeah. devaluing the family. And I do, uh, I know a lot of people are like, well, you're you're talking about just like a traditional family. No, whatever you no, consider something. a family, you know, yeah. it's whatever you consider a family, the whole essence of being that, uh, sitting down for dinners and being more interactive. And interaction. Um, and I think it's because a lot of people are so blocked and so like just in survival mode a lot of times mm-hmm. so and just trying to, you know, figure out how A, B, and C are going to get paid, you know, the issues going on in school, what's going on at work, you know, their own personal trauma, and then just all that stuff affects, you know, of course, a parent to be fully there. Mm -hmm. But I think if we would reverse it and kind of start off once that mom is pregnant and Mm -hmm. help her through her pregnancy and then not just there, continue that help afterwards so that Mm -hmm. way for sure that baby gets a good kick. in the right direction versus, yeah. you know, fend yeah, for yeah. yourself kind of bullshit. And then you yeah. as a parent, you know, you know what the hell you're doing half the time and you have to deal <laughs> with other crap and still be a good yeah. parent, you know. Yeah, and unquote.
1: I feel like I, I remember my mom was a single mom. She raised me and, um, I mean, I never held it against her, of course, mm-hmm. you know, but she's always busy, she's always working and I know I've sometimes felt disconnected from mm-hmm. my own mom and um, I figured that was normal, yeah. you know. Um, in hindsight, you know, I know that as a child, that's what I wanted more of oh. and, mom made up for it you know now that i'm older we're closer there but i know that she wanted that Mm -hmm. um connection you know with her child yeah she was military she had to work she was deployed she this and that Mm -hmm. and then i'm looking at my life now with my baby and i have so much time with him and i love it like i'm so thankful about my work schedule that i get so much time and interaction with him but then sometimes i feel guilty because there are times that I will be, I'll check out. Mm -hmm. And just because I'm stressed or I have to handle something at work or whatever, Mm -hmm. I'm on my phone. And um, recently, actually, it was like a a, get a clue, Monica. Like, get it. You know, Mm -hmm. and I I was just scrolling through Instagram. I was sitting on the floor next to my son. He was playing by himself. He was Mm -hmm. doing fine. And then um, he's in a needy stage, Mm -hmm. but he... He looks up at me and he's like, "Ah," like, Mm -hmm. get my attention, you know? And he's playing and he's having fun. But I notice that he's looking at me to see my reaction to what he's doing. Yeah. You know, for me to be like, it's my baby, like, to be proud of it. He's (laughs) he's looking at me for my response. But in that moment, I was in my phone. Yeah. And I felt so guilty that I couldn't give him what he wanted. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could have, but I was doing something else. I was checked out. I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like. You know, when if my mom's there, like the whole village, you know, raising a village thing, one, it eases the pressure off of me Mm -hmm. to fully be responsive to every little thing that he does because she's there. She'll play with him. She'll clap Mm -hmm. for him, whatever. But two, then the mom vocals doesn't happen, you know, because let's be realistic. Like, I'm not superhuman. Yeah. Like, I can't supply every need for my baby. Yeah. Like, I can't be there staring at him to clap for yeah. all the time. As much as I want to. Yeah. You know? The reality, you know. The reality is, is having help would be great. Yeah. If I could have childcare where I could put him in there for like half a day to let him get that social interaction and stuff, and then I take him for the rest of the day, that'd
0: be cool. That would be amazing. You know, and that was actually another uh, another post that for the um, parent was like feeling guilty. Like, is it do you think it's okay for me to send my child like to daycare? like twice a week, you know, half a day so that I can, you know, catch a break and stuff like that. And she was, you could tell that she was kind of feeling guilty about that or yeah. that she was going to be good as a good parent because yeah. she's a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. She's actually a stay-at-home mom and she wanted to at least take the, the, her child to daycare at least twice a week for half a day. Um, so that way she could just, you know, be on her own, go yeah. do errands and stuff like that. And she was feeling a little bit guilty because she was a stay-at-home mom. So that was her mm-hmm. her thing. And then, you know, pretty much everybody was responding like, no, like you need that alone time. like for you to be a good parent yeah That's what you're gonna probably gonna need to to recharge, you know? And then on the upside, your little one gets to socialize and then come back ready to help back home. You know,
1: I actually do that. So Mm -hmm. I work I work so regarding my schedule, I work seven days on, seven days off. So the seven days on, I miss him. You know, he's in daycare. I don't see him until the end of the day. By the time Mm -hmm. I pick him up, it's bedtime and then I just put him to bed. Yeah. So I don't get no interaction with him. But Mm -hmm. the seven days off are awesome because I wake up and I and all the way till he goes to sleep, Mm -hmm. I get him. It's just medium time. But I do. There have been times where, you know, granted those seven days that I'm on, I miss Mm -hmm. him so much, but I'm so tired. And in the beginning I was, I did feel guilty. I felt Mm -hmm. the exact same way. Like I'm giving away my baby. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Like I'm such a bad mom. I can't even handle taking care of my own child. I have to pass them on to somebody else. But after some time I did realize like, um, One, I went to sleep and I felt super recharged. Mm -hmm. So when the next day came, Mm -hmm. I was fully there with my child. I wasn't like, I mean, let's be real. Like there's times where he wakes up at five, six in the morning Mm -hmm. and he's not sleeping Mm -hmm. after that. So I put him in his little playpen watching a little bit of TV. I actually fall asleep next to the playpen, next to him. (laughs) But I feel guilty because (laughs) he's like, mommy, I want to play, you know. But being recharged, like i was there i was awake i was playing with him he was so happy he was like yeah. in heaven because yeah. i was recharged and i was there i was present yeah and so i didn't feel so guilty but the other thing was is that he loves daycare yeah like he has little buddies in yeah. there you know and he has all the kids he's an only child so at home yeah. it's quiet we has his little toys and mommy can really play with him so yeah. much but over there yeah he he's got dreams. like yeah 10 kids running around screaming his name and like let's do this, let's it. Yeah. yeah so he's happy mm-hmm. so yeah ultimately that mom guilt went away
0: yeah good and I think well you know when I think South you do know, you have mom guilt but uh, mom comes and goes oh it's my gonna gosh it's going to come and go throughout the whole stages Absolutely. of your children's lives and stuff like that but I think it's important to understand that it's going to be there forever even when they're like in their fucking 30s that's it's horrible like <laughs> oh I should have done this you know I should have done that because you're kind of seeing them reflect as them being adults okay you know? so it's going to be there, but I think it's just something that shouldn't stop you from doing what you need to get done. I think yeah. that mom guilt does stop a lot of women, like mm. from self care, from doing following their own dreams because they don't want to let go of their their child, like yeah. for a moment, or they feel that that's going to that, like damage them forever. But yeah. you know, those are just something that I think that's important that you are going to experience it. I don't think it should stop you because it's you're doing stuff that's going to be positive for you and your child. Yeah, like I'm not saying. Go for it, go to the clubs 247. Yeah. You know, it, mom's always going to be there. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, doing things that it's going to positively impact for you and your family. Yeah. Um, I think that. That's always something that's going to be there, but something you have to do. It's self. horrible. Mm-hmm. I hate mom guilt because yeah, be I, you ways. know, having
1: an only child, you know, yeah. I feel so guilty because I feel like I need to be entertaining him all the time. I need to be stimulated. Oh my God, he's not doing this milestone. It's my fault because yeah. I don't do this enough with him. Like uh-huh. there's so much guilt there. Yeah. Like I hate it. And yeah. my mom has to tell me like, cause I'm an only child. Yeah, And my mom's like, you did that when you were this. Like, mm-hmm. You'll be fine. You grew up fine. Somewhat, you to be <laughs> fine. You know, he'll be fine. Just stop stressing so yeah, much. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah,
0: because he doesn't have like different um, another little person or another uh, sibling for him to kind of uh, learn from. Yeah. So he's gonna be a different level from another baby that might have a sibling, mm-hmm. and they're already learning babble, learning learning how to do else because they're already seeing that like twenty four seven. Yeah. Um, and also another thing that like, you know, it's always good for the little ones to. St- um, to entertain themselves, like they have yeah. to learn that they are not always expected from mom or from grandma all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's always something that they, it's good for them to develop. Yeah, but, you know, I'm going to entertain myself. You know, yeah, it's not all, it's going to be their role for a long time. But you know, at least some of the times they can entertain themselves. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, and
1: he does actually really well. And but that's again, another
0: reason why daycare is
1: awesome. Yeah, then all that time that he can play on his own at mm-hmm. home, like. Then he starts learning social skills and daycare. Yeah. You
0: know, so I mean, it's. it's it good has trade-off. off. I think that's a good trade off. It's just a I man, a mom guilt and the shaming in. I hate that. The it is shaming. really hard. It's really, mom shaming is really hard. Like, God, it's like, I see it a lot in other people and, and stuff like that. It's just like. Ugh, it's like you don't know their situation everybody's situation is different yeah. and, um, emotional level you know intelligence level and just like how they handle situations very different as long as they're not like harming themselves or the little right. bit I think we should just well, back off a little bit and people bit. shame for the dumbest stuff yeah yeah we don't give each other grace as much as we should yeah
1: mm-hmm. it's not even like a life or death situation mm-hmm. and there's so much judgment Oh, my God. There was another
0: post on that. Oh, my God. That's what I'm telling Say you. It. You should be on there because you're going <laughs> to a lot better. <laughs> no, but another one, there was a mom. She was a first-time mom, and <coughs> she was doing a lot of um, mom shaming on her post uh, um, where she was saying, like, if, you don't, if you're not with your child 24-7, you're not making them a... Like pretty much like a three course meal each day like everything handmade fresh like oh my god all that stuff and stimulating them and like no electronics or anything like that just like you're in their face like pretty much 24 yeah. 7 right um you should be ashamed of yourself like cps should be like checking that's what? neglectful that's neglection neglect uh what did you say um uh, that's neglecting your, your children yeah. and stuff like that. And she went to the extremes of this, but this is the first baby. She does, you know, she's probably very, very hands on. She's probably a stay-at-home mom, but a stay home mom is very hands-on, very, you know, helicopter-y, sounds like, you know, what did a little bit. everybody say? And it's like, you're crazy, girl. Like, you yeah. know, just because, you know, we're not doing three-course meals for this baby, like completely organic, or not doing, you know, all this stuff doesn't mean you're a bad mom. You know, they were pretty much like, hello, like, wake up. Like, this is your first child. We understand. Like, you want everything to be perfect, but it's yeah. not always going to be perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not everybody has maybe her privilege of being stay at home and having enough funds to build a three-course meal exactly. and all that stuff. She's because in a very privileged life. The
1: majority family, right now, you have to have a two two income. Two
0: income. Even if it like, it's like two, even two people, a majority yeah. of time you hear them, That's they're door sad. dashing. They're doing Uber. Yeah, they're doing too. this, and they're doing that. And yeah. these are just, and also, like, the crazy part is that these are not people who are just having like retail jobs, or you thought back in the day retail jobs like they have like actual good careers, and mm-hmm. they still have to supplement their income with mm-hmm. doing those t- type of side hustles. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or you know, working at Amazon Flex and I You know, we ask sometimes the drivers or something like that, like what do you do? And then like I have a really good job. But, like yeah, but I have to supplement right now. You know, it's things crazy. are tough, You know, stuff yeah. like that. So it's kind of a crazy time. So. It was just like very extreme parenting you know and she was one of them but she was very mom shamey and like her expectations of a motherhood was not realistic at all like Mm -hmm. maybe that works for you right now. But it might not work for you later on, and it's not going to work yeah. for you later on. I have three more kids and see. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just it's hard. Even it. even nowadays, it's hard just having one child. But yeah. I can't imagine having more than one or two. Yeah. Honestly, I have a heart attack when I see. Like, oh my god, you have three kids! Like, how do you do oh, it? No, like, I know. how do y'all close? Like, I know. No, well, you're right. I mean, it's hard for one for sure. I, exactly the yeah. same
1: reaction on my end. Like, and oh, then god. you know, I work. Yeah. So and I was thinking about that today. I was like, oh my god, like i come back i come out of work Mm -hmm. and then i come with my kill and you're telling me zero screen time for my kid attention on him all the time food all the time whatever yeah because i've thought about all the recommendations yeah right but i'm like but you're telling me that i can't have screen time yeah i can't be eating the food that i want to eat like what if i want a burger yeah exactly you know like you're regulating me too. Yeah, at the same time, we're
0: adults and with like that. But I want to take care of myself my way. I want to lay down and watch TV for yeah. a little bit. You I know. know, I think mean, that's like really, those expectations and those regulations. I mean, they're out there for a reason. I understand, yeah. but I think also it's moderation. You, oh, you get yeah. what you can do and you do what you can do and yeah. as long as you know, we, you know you're balancing life at the end of the day mm-hmm. but it's hard as shit when you're doing it by yourself mm-hmm. and no matter what stage you are um, it's pretty much motherhood is parenting is is Period. hard yeah um, single fathers same thing same thing before they somebody's go, like mm-hmm. puts us to the cross but so what is Ooh, a, you know it's yeah. hard for a single dad you know, <laughs> yes <laughs> you yes, understand it. it's hard for single dads but you guys are rare. just you know yeah. understand no, that true. too that <laughs> is true that is true but we applaud <laughs> you the one the single parent, the single dads that are out there making a really good effort um, to raising their kids. You know, that's really hard too because they definitely didn't have that that bond that we have because we able to carry that baby yeah. for nine months and develop that, that bond the and, hormones yeah. and that instinctual like motherhood. Girl. And you know what? And I, I need to take that back because not even when you have the baby, not everybody switches the switch mm-hmm. uh, of being you know, like an instinct. Like you know how to mother. I don't think we, we don't know how to mother. I think it just um we, we learn and the love and the compassion happens but sometimes we do have to acknowledge that not all the women have that motherly instinct when they have even when they have a baby they yeah. have to like, really learn and really work hard at it if so, they want to i think one you know we educate our our mothers pretty well like there's all uh-huh. the resources
1: to educate on how to properly care for a child they have classes you know mm-hmm. just like Lama's classes they have baby taking yeah like, classes to care babies um so if you don't know how to be the baby they'll teach you whatever before babies even mm-hmm. here um and then I know the nurses try their best. There's only so much they can teach once yeah, the once baby's the actually baby there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we we do pretty well with teaching yeah. new moms
0: how to take care of their the, kids. I think the teaching fine, yes. But I think that's the switch that we need to more work on oh. is the whole emotional aspect yeah. of taking care of that first-time mom. Um, or not even just a first-time mom, second time, three time, Because every baby is so freaking different. And yeah. like every experience or stage in your life when you have a baby is different too. Yeah. So I think mean, that's just something to for, understand.
1: For me, I'll just put myself into that. You know, I think women that haven't had a child don't understand how the connection happens yeah and I think sometimes I think that was your concern
0: yeah it was
1: my concern um I think so I think some of it can be hormonal Mm because some women they have the baby and they're immediately in love Mm -hmm. some they're pregnant and you know through the whole nine ten months that they're pregnant um they develop their feelings for the child Mm -hmm. they they get excited about it they plan for it um for me I actually had a hard time I didn't accept the pregnancy right away. Mm-hmm. I was, it was, it was me being stubborn. It wasn't that I, I don't like kids or anything like mm-hmm. that. I was just being stubborn um, because of my situation. Yeah. And it wasn't um like how we said, it's not the ideal situation. Yeah. I didn't want to get attached and be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, I was just, I had so many emotions going mm-hmm. on regarding that. And um, I think even through the whole, Um, 40 weeks. I think I had him when he was 39 weeks Mm -hmm. in a few days. Um, there was a little bit of an attachment because you know, he's almost there. Yeah. But I wasn't like how some of these moms are like, I can't wait to meet
0: you. Yeah. And they They're very their, over the top. Yeah. And, kind of and they take their
1: pregnancy it. photos. Yeah, It's yeah, yeah. like, I, let's be real. Hold on. I, I freaking hated being pregnant. Yeah. Like, F that. Yeah. I never want that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most miserable thing yeah. ever. It was not beautiful yeah. to me at all. But when he came out, like, it wasn't, like, this magical event. Mm-hmm. I, granted, it is a magical okay. event, but it wasn't like I saw him and I was immediately... Like, yeah. It wasn't like mm-hmm. that. I saw him and thought, he's so cute. Yeah. Look at him, he's so little. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of observed him. And um, some of it was... The fact that I had a C-section, mm-hmm. some of it was like, I don't get to hold my baby yeah. right away. And so that kind of hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in, in a little bit of that, I wanted him more,
0: Yeah,
1: but it really didn't hit me until I got to hold him for the first time mm-hmm. and I just watched him mm-hmm. and it wasn't a hormonal thing. It wasn't like this magical moment experience, mm-hmm. whatever. I just, I saw him mm-hmm. and I saw how tiny he was and how innocent and mm-hmm. pure and how he knows nothing except yeah. for me mm-hmm. like this is the first time he breathes air this is the first time he smells this is the first time he hears first time he sees light yeah like he feels cold the first time he feels hunger like he doesn't mm-hmm. know what that is right yeah. like all these things mm-hmm. that see as normal day-to-day whatever mm-hmm. like we wake up we take a deep breath in we look at the light and we're like okay great another day yeah they, he's never experienced any of that mm-hmm. and just that like the 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 innocence mm-hmm. and how much he, this little human needs me. Yeah, like that made me fall in love with him. Yeah, you know, and I felt hugely responsible for him. And um, you know, it's for him to be taken care of and be well. That there's that that I'm you know like I'm not a piece of shit. Yeah, like I'm not gonna hurt a baby mm-hmm. and be like, well, you know, good luck. wanna yeah. like, <laughs> no, like I want to make sure that he's taken mm-hmm. care of. And so I think in that moment is when I fell in love with him. Mm. You know? And so I think every woman has something different. Yeah, different moment.
0: Different moments and when the realization of eternal love and that love they always tell Uh, you you're never gonna understand like until like you have that love for your little one. Yeah. Once it hits you, it's like shit. You can't you can't go back from that. No,
1: you can't. You can't. But it's crazy. I, I do um i mean let's be real like my mom and me got into an argument in the beginning because the idea of being called a mother mm-hmm. actually grossed me out i used to not like pregnant women i used yeah. to think pregnant women were disgusting and then now here i was pregnant yeah and my mom was like you didn't me. and i had an argument i was like i am not a mother i'm not a mother till this kid's born yeah, uh, like yeah. we had an argument like i was no yeah no so it's crazy the flip. Yeah, you
0: know and it does happen. It eventually happens in in the different stages for different women. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned your time during your the hospital time. as you as you're in the healthcare? How did that experience go for you?
1: So actually, where I went was actually really nice. They took Good. care of me. Um, I don't know why, but I was like so super swollen, like mm. more than normal. I think, okay. and I think they gave me too much anesthesia, like the uh-huh. the local for the C, the uh-huh. C section. Because I couldn't move my limbs until the next day.
0: Oh, you know what? That happened to me during my first one too. Yeah. Uh, But I couldn't feel my legs. And yeah, when you're having the vaginal, your legs is like where you push and you have to keep them up. Yeah. I couldn't feel them. I had to have like nurses holding my legs up. Oh man. Yeah, no. I I remember (laughs) that. I remember that. So but I they went all the way up my arms. And I was swollen
1: like my whole I woke up the next day. And my arms were swollen. My hands were swollen. Mm-hmm. Like, I could barely move. Wow. And And I was sad because, mm-hmm. again, I couldn't you hold You couldn't him. hold your baby. That didn't
0: more. you anymore. It
1: delayed. Yeah. And I wanted to hold him so bad. Mm-hmm. They just put him on my lap. Yeah. And I just kind of watched him, you know. And, but I could barely. I could, like, stroke his little head. but <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, like, really You not pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but the hospital stay. I mean, they took care of my pain. And. You Know, um, they knew that I was um, a nurse practitioner, we'll call yeah. that, um, a CNS, yeah, but um, they knew until they gave me like all their best nurses and yes. stuff, so I got the, the A list the treatment. treatment, yeah, yeah, so it was nice. And there was even a day where I asked them, Please, like, let me stay in bed for one more day yeah. because I'm really having a hard time. Normally, they'd probably make that mom like get up and walk and yeah. no 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 you gotta go but with yeah. me I begged and they were like okay one more day yeah <laughs> so uh um, no was it was really nice and then mom guilt happened that day oh, really? mom guilt happened that started. day day it one started. <laughs> it did because because um I needed to rest mm-hmm. and um uh I was trying to feed I was trying to breastfeed mm-hmm. and I asked the nurse I was at nighttime I was like mm-hmm. Is, can you please take him for the nighttime and feed him? And she's like, yeah, 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 we got him. And so, you know, they would take my baby away, put him in the nursery, feed him, change him, yeah. whatever they had to do. Um and I felt so guilty yeah. because I just had him. Yeah. I've been wanting to hold him, and here I am telling them, please take him away for the <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, and my mom had to keep reminding me, like, look, like, mm-hmm. it, take your break, rest. Yeah, because you're not gonna get it when you go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sure enough, but when I woke up in the morning, I'd be like, can
0: I please have my baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, That's yeah mom. That's good. Yeah, mom. No, but I see it happens really quick. <laughs> uh, yeah. What kind of sense you're in this realm of you know? hospitals and all that would you give to moms that are gonna go to the hospital and have a baby like for them yeah. to have some kind of advocacy or something um, yeah for them there. yeah yeah
1: so i guess as a new mom if you have zero experience obviously take the classes before mm-hmm. you go and deliver yeah. um and then the typical what they usually say have your little travel bag with yes. stuff in mm-hmm. it um the one thing that i that did pop up was um i had to request for a lactation consultant yeah um if i wanted to breastfeed. Um, when really that should be the first thing, Yeah. like, I guess some hospitals should offer that right away. I don't happy. know what the usual is, but I, that's something that I had to request for. Mm-hmm. And really, mm-hmm. if you're going to breastfeed, it should happen the moment baby's born. Yeah. Like you shouldn't wait until the next day. Yeah. As know? soon
0: as they put the skin to skin contact, then you should right, have right. a mic latch in the next exactly exactly
1: mm-hmm. and i had that problem where we didn't do it till the next day well because
0: you had complications exactly. and c-section one is really hard for them to nurse because uh, the babies uh-huh. were on top of the incision it's a little bit more painful yeah. versus vaginal delivery and also the medication there's yeah. a lot of like your there's no like it's it's a, it's it's, a, it's a very complicated especially if yeah. you're a c-section mom. i mean the
1: whole c-section i feel like the whole c-section kind of took away the whole like, mom, mom experience, experience yeah and holding my baby having all of that because i never planned for the c-section yeah. it was like an emergency scenario mm-hmm um but you know bring your bag and then the breast pumps mm-hmm. like the yeah like bring your own yeah like order it before pack it in your bag because they were saying oh we only have one and we have to pass it around all the moms mm-hmm. well how are you gonna pass it around all the moms when they all want to do the same thing at yeah. the same time because yeah. i believe so. they don't give
0: you if you qualify they don't give you yours until you're getting discharged
1: so i got my beforehand. Okay. So cool. Yeah, I went okay. through my insurance and everything. I think that probably has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get a breast pump before you even are in the I had it like a month before I was even Good. in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, so it was really nice, and I had it with me. I didn't have to worry about anybody yeah. lending me the hospital loaner and all that. Um, So, yeah, aside from the bag, um, just being knowledgeable about how to take care of your kiddo because mm-hmm. then once you leave, like, it's scary. Like, yeah. even me having had experience, I, you know, I started out taking care of pediatrics, babies, mm-hmm. children, and then... Um, you know, I didn't take any classes because mm-hmm. I, I knew how to take care of babies, yeah. you know? But to go home... And With class- yours?
0: <laughs> it was mine, You're yes. not giving it away back to mom? Yeah. Exactly! He's <laughs> mine now! Mm-hmm. And the,
1: the thing on top of that was that I was in pain. I was recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, I had very little support. So it was very scary to yeah. have a, a newborn like that, you know, knowing that now I'm by myself Yeah. Um, versus in the hospital. They take mm-hmm. it away, let me
0: sleep and then it They let you get to the some, yeah. some Some break time, which I like that they do offer that. I think, you know, as a parent, any stage you are, you should at least do some some of yeah. that, like take them to you come back and all that stuff. Yeah. Or, make it, or yeah. have them come back to every two hours if you're breastfeeding because they can do that too, like on the dot. But just keep in mind, they're bringing in back the baby crying and fussing so it's a little bit harder for you mm-hmm. to nurse. But that's something that's always keeps in mind. Um, that's But that's one thing that I do want to say too mm-hmm. is that I think
1: first time moms, mm-hmm. like you don't expect how hard it is to, to nurse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you like, Okay, you say classes. Oh, there's somebody here helping you out. But no, like to be successful on a consistent basis, this is difficult. Mm-hmm. It's painful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like the movies where they're like,
0: oh, well, they just latch on and they're yeah, like,
1: no, <laughs> no, like it's hard work and you mm-hmm. need a partner to be there to support you. Yeah. You know, like you want your, your partner, husband, boyfriend, whatever to be there during these consultations and yeah. to learn to to help you out because yeah. you need that support and there's actually i saw online and i can't remember where they did a study mm-hmm. on partners um who had on women who were mm-hmm. breastfeeding who had their support of their partner mm-hmm. um, were more successful with breastfeeding they were less stressed out mm-hmm. like overall it was a better experience yeah. for them when you had your partner being supportive and saying good job babe and being there yeah, while being you're there. breastfeeding mm-hmm. not just like good job babe and then they leave they the room yeah yeah <laughs> but if they're in the room with you it overall was better because mm-hmm. um, it feels like a
0: comedian again you're bringing a little little around you the yeah. yeah. stress and all that stuff yeah so, yeah definitely i think the, those are good points too um okay so i was a breastfeeding counselor for like almost eight years already uh what I, what you said you got your your pump through your insurance like a month before yeah so usually um when you hit your 8 months if you have um private insurance or we have let's say CHIP or Medicaid, uh, that's the good time for you to order a pump. So that's always a good tip to go contact your insurance. Uh, Medicaid, I know they have baby showers, uh, like Superior Health has uh, baby showers, nice. uh, or Community First is another uh, Medicaid that Texas uses. Yeah. So if you're in those programs, I highly recommend to contact those 1-800 number for the member benefits or member, you know, those case managers that they give you, yeah. um, and actually contact them and then get on their baby showers. Because What happens during the baby showers is you go to the baby showers, um, they get you your breast pump that day. So it's a dual electric breast pump. Um, you get a lot, tons of goodies from that baby shower. You get educational classes in that baby shower. Um, breastfeeding, they talk to you about the hospitals, the whole process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not only that, you get a voucher to either get a playpen or a car seat because they know a car seat is needed. Yeah. So a lot of people actually don't know about these benefits um, regarding baby showers and stuff wow. that those uh, two programs op- that Medicaid offers, and I know that's super superior and community first they offer those baby showers yeah. um and that's wow. what they do for those moms and they they the baby shower they decorated. Nice. they give you a little food here um i would go with the agency that i would work with with wick um and we would offer our services blah blah yeah. blah but the great thing is that they would get their electric breast pump little goodies and they would get that car seat nice. or if they had that car seat they had a choice of a playpen yeah so you know those and they had the other uh, box program from the hospitals where they bring you a box mm-hmm. if you can't have a crib they'll have a box mm-hmm. so they'll have that box them there and you can take your little box <coughs> to sleep in the bed but safely oh, wow. um so that they were there too so if you're in medicaid there's those pro- um, options that's what my tip for you if you're with chip they um don't offer those services but i believe um chip moms you would then get referred to wick so wake WIC will come in if you're going there i always tell moms like <laughs> uh, just going to client WIC, uh, unofficially is the most easiest program to qualify for. Um, I would definitely go for it, do it for your pregnancy. You get education there, um, mm-hmm. breastfeeding education there, and then if not, at least go for WIC when you have the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, they help out with formula, obviously. But the other important thing is they help out with breast pumps. So if you don't qualify, let's say with your private insurance, your private insurance that you have a copay not offer insurance at 100 percent, yeah, um, or um, you're in chip mom and you don't qualify for electric breast pump, or you don't have insurance for you, you you should go apply for what because they will yeah. give you that that electric breast pump there. Yeah. So those are options for you, and of course, always call your insurance, private medical, or Medicaid. Uh, Call them at your eight month, seventh or eight month is when they want you calling, or I think I even at six months because they won't give it to you right then; they'll give yeah. it to you a month before. So by the time when baby comes, you really have your breast pump. You yeah. Take that breast pump, like you know Monica said, to the hospital because again, you're going to be using loaner pumps there until everybody yeah.
1: uses it. And you got to pump like right away. If yeah, you're like gonna breastfeed
0: right, away you, to right yeah, away. you have to pump right away. Yeah, you have to pump right away to same thing the same commitment i think it's a little bit harder to pump only pump it's really hard, yeah, it's hard. Um, so that's just uh, an option there now let's say you didn't do none of it you didn't get anything from your medicaid you forgot life <coughs> happens which we understand in the hospital, if the hospital has that program, they can actually qualify you for a pump through insurance right there in there. If you have Medicaid or or I think even ship at the hospital, I'm not sure. No, only oh, if you have Medicaid, they'll qualify you there. Mm-hmm. And they'll give you a breast pump there. But you have to talk to your nurses. If you don't say do anything, like you said, if you don't advocate for yourself or the adaptation consultant, anything like that, you're not gonna get it. And yeah. remember that patient consultant is only usually only one or two per hospital, and it's for the whole unit. So if they're busy, you're gonna be down the list. Another thing that we would recommend uh for mom just like how you ordered that pump a month before uh you know in your last month or so usually going out, out to the doctor's office pretty like every week or mm-hmm. something checking your progress yeah once your doctor says that he's submitting cool. orders that's when you would um, talk to your doctor can you submit an order for a lactation consultant to see me so that he submits his order you actually get put on a list and she sees those first and then the ones who ask at the last minute so cool. or on the day of your delivery yeah. so that's another option a lot of women if they want to do yeah. that especially if you want to go down the breastfeeding route you can and always remember you can always do both breastfeed and, then, and formula feed or just do formula yeah. feed whatever it works for you
1: and then really do you know we we push a lot about um breastfeeding but um i i say i say I, in my head the first word i thought it was i failed but um mm-hmm. i didn't get to i didn't get to breastfeed yeah for multiple reasons and and i felt originally like i failed as a mom mm-hmm very hard to take. So I had to formula feed my baby. So one, you know, don't feel pressured um, to breastfeed, you know, medical, the medical community always pushes it, Mm -hmm. pushes, 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 pushes. They give you all this information on why it's better than formula. But ultimately, you know, the best thing is like, you have a baby that's eating.
0: Yeah. It needs to get fed. fed. Exactly. So,
1: you know, if you're not going to breastfeed, at least also learn, It May seem simple, but learn about formulas Mm -hmm. you know, what is best, what you're working with, what all the different um, like uh, brands are. Mm -hmm. Like, what does this mean if it says it's for allergies, or what if this one, if it says for dental, for like reflats, like what is it that I'm looking at, Mm -hmm. how to mix it? Um, you know, and even in the hospital, because in the hospital, they'll just hand you the pre made bottles, bottles, hand you it over, Mm -hmm. hand it over to you, but then when you go home, you're buying the mixed stuff, right? It's how it's it's Mm -hmm. a little unnerving to kind of figure it out yourself so you can always ask Mm -hmm. you know um how do i do this um you can ask the hospital too to send you home with some extra bottles yeah um, or you can also actually buy pre-made bottles but they're more expensive they're more
0: expensive and also like the time frame of how fresh they are is right "Mm -hmm." exactly exactly so yeah there's a lot of things that you can do to advocate yourself and stuff like that but um uh, like you said, uh, even though I'm a breastfeed I was a breastfeeding fan for so long, I always will advocate for it, but at the end of the day it's like the mom situation. I'm not gonna put ideals yeah. or I never done that before. I'm like, just do what you can. If it's just the one day, you breastfeed for one day. Yeah, that's you breast it to baby. <laughs> I try to breastfeed. Um, I think I
1: succeeded twice, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, I pumped, Yeah. Um, and I barely made anything, but I did that for about a month, mm-hmm. and it was exhausting, yeah. because, yeah. yeah, you have to sit there, after baby wakes up and you feed him, then I'd have to pump after,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, just to make sure that I can supply, or at least still produce, and then, just, it was really difficult, because yeah. to breastfeed, you have to, it's funny, it's it's, it's like a big joke, right, Because mm-hmm. Granted, I had a C section. I'm sure it's easier if you have a vaginal delivery, but mm-hmm. you have to be well rested. You have to be eating. You have to be well hydrated. Mm-hmm. You can't be stressed out. Yeah. in order to produce well. Mm-hmm.
0: But like, yeah, hello, not the idea it's the complete opposite. And that's actually, you know what? That's the number one thing that we focused in with Wake is that is was creating an environment around the mom. So yeah. our focus was okay. I have the mom here. I know she's going to go through hell, yeah. but I need to get the dad on board and get the grandma on board and get the sister. You know, I need to get yes. everybody on board so they can yes. build that village around her exactly. so that way they can take care of everything else that she was doing away yeah. from her for that, at least for that first month so she can yeah. get that milk supply coming. Because yeah. I know if she doesn't have that village, it's going to be really hard for her for breastfeeding. I think as
1: women, we we tend to take everything on our shoulders to do yeah. it on ourselves because society like independent woman yes. I don't need mm-hmm. nobody but that's wrong yeah so I was miss independent I don't need you I have my career I have my job I have my money I don't need nobody yeah. right and that worked. Mm-hmm. it works it worked as a single woman but I guarantee you mm-hmm. when you have a baby whether it's c-section or vaginally you need help yeah you I needed it I needed help getting dressed I needed help taking a shower mm-hmm. I needed help to sleep mm-hmm. to eat To every, It was so hard to flip that much I was so desperate for help Mm -hmm. Um, And you know I think as women Just a reminder Like you need to pull your family And your partner in With your pregnancy Taking care of you in your pregnancy Mm -hmm. Massaging your feet Putting your socks on Feeding you whatever uh, getting them used to because that's nothing Mm -hmm. that's nothing to when baby comes yeah you know the men should not be sleeping all night Mm -hmm. they should be helping you cover shifts especially under formula Mm feeding. yeah It's still hard.
0: You still have to feed the baby in the bottle. Like, it's still a chore. Like, that's why I was telling, you know, the moms, you know, it's very important you say that because actually that's how I would counsel the girls, like, some were girls who were, like, grown women. Say like, cool, you know, you got all this, everything, you have these (coughs) expectations, you have these goals, you know, great. Uh, But, you know, who's your support system once you have your baby? And they're like, well, it's just me or, you know, it's just my husband or, you know, just one like other. Pr- OK, so or oh, it's just me and my kids and my other kids. And um, or once I would get them once they had the baby and they seemed overwhelmed. And I'm like, OK, um, so I kind of talk to him then. But usually the best time when, when I would get them is when they're pregnant, and have other children. And I'm like, OK, so have you uh what's your plan like who's your support system well it's only me i'm doing like okay but you have children right he goes yes okay and then you have your husband right yes okay so i would just start talking to them like okay let's start helping with your kid like let's start giving them more chores so and tell them these chores are expected to be done especially once you're a baby yeah so that way they know how to do it how you like to do it because i know we're kind of can be controlling over that too Mm -hmm. like show them how you like to do it So that way they they know the expectation wants to be easier. And that's their way of helping you out, right? And then your husband, like, start talking to him and start showing him or telling him, delegating him, you need to start waking up the kids or you need to start doing this or whatever. Even if it's, like, a month before, showing him what you're doing so that way when, at least in that first month, you're able Mm -hmm. to... Relieve yourself from those stresses, mm-hmm. and then breastfeeding will be a lot easier yeah. for you.
1: It needs to be a team effort. Mm-hmm. You can not do it by yourself. Or just
0: parenting, period. You yeah. know, being a, a mom there, it's going to be a lot easier for you. You're going to enjoy it more. Um, so, just, it, it was a lot of reteaching the family. And, I, and that's why I was think, like, man, we've lost the, like how you said, the, the essence of what a family is. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no more... It takes a village we say that but mm-hmm. we don't mean it yeah. um and then just pretty much that counseling that's pretty much the whole counseling was and i noticed that women were not being successful in breastfeeding, not because they don't want to or because they're being lazy or they want the fastest way out is yeah. because reality, their environment around them wasn't built the way to really support and push a woman right. forward. So, um, you know, and I'm kind of talking to them. They're like, okay, yeah, but I know because at the end of day, I'm, I'm not going home with them. Right. You know right. what I mean? I'm not there talking to their kids or to their husband. Exactly. Like, hey, you know, this is you, you two are also a part of this whole month. And if you want a happy wife and you want her to get better, you don't want her to go postpartum, you don't want all these other complication that could drag this longer you have to really build that support around Um, so yeah so they just have to think outside of that whole of well you know they're there they bought me you know they helped me out kind of thing i was like okay so you know why don't you think about meal prepping like not you but maybe ask your family hey you know everybody can meal prep Mm -hmm. a dinner for you or a lunch for you and that could be their gift to you and you know for postpartum time you don't have to worry about food for that first month because you have meal prep foods yeah so it just comes to like making them Pushing women to think outside of um, yeah. their own little, like, world. And, like, you, this is a time where you need to ask for help. Yeah. Um, you're you not going to be prideful. You can't be, like, I'm going to do it on my own. I know that's how we've been. Uh, kind of like trained yeah. in society to do everything on our own and you can you can have made it that far on your yeah. own
1: you know me being prime example but there's no way
0: with a baby you're going to be deprived no you're in pain like you're going to be so much like you're going to yeah. be hurting like that's a lot of pain be and like then already one week after you get
1: out you have to go for a follow up with yeah. the pediatrician and with your OB so yeah. like you're exhausted already yeah. and you're already being forced to come out yeah you know? exactly <laughs> I know it, it, it's, a, it's a lot and
0: I guess that's what we think that we can handle it i like it's okay okay to have that community and start reaching out now when pregnancy so i think now we might one tip is like find your community even if it's not the ideal situation of people who you want to ask for but mm-hmm. friends that you hang out with uh cousins that you trust aunts that you trust your mom and spread out through the duties so that way the grandma also doesn't feel board that she has to also be everything for you too, yeah. as well to help you like ask you know if you're have, if you lucky not to have brothers and sisters that are close to you give them some kind of duties to help you yeah. like I, I even one time I'm like hey how about you ask uh, your So and so to come to the house and help you clean the house once a week, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Or if they, if your grandparents, if your parents want to help, tell them to come over two hours a day. And that two hours, you can take a shower, you can eat, you can watch TV and relax, and then go back to parenting. If that's all you want to ask for, but you know, finding ways of reaching out and creating that community for them and being okay with asking for help. So that I think that's the hardest thing. That's the number one tip that I'll give everybody is. parent whichever you want to parent breastfeed don't breastfeed it doesn't matter I think the number one thing is getting your little community prepared in your nine months is that time opportunity to kind of develop that routine or develop those connections or that way they have expectations not like okay she expects me to go there once a week to help out with cleaning yep. she wants um, feel, uh, food prep meals they already know during mm-hmm. the pregnancy so they like month before they're preparing for that mentally preparing themselves also this is the, yep. the role that I'm going to pay for her life Yeah. so I think that's always um like the best tip i can give for any any type of mom first time second time whatever type of mom because honestly you're always going to need that help well and then it, it comes so quick but if
1: you're a working mom mm-hmm. then pretty quickly you have to start thinking about where's your baby gonna go when you go back to work
0: yeah exactly
1: you know you have to think about them. if you're putting them in daycare you have to find a daycare mm-hmm. some of these daycares have a six month six yeah. month waiting list before mm-hmm. being seen so when you're you know what four months pregnant you already need to find a daycare and yeah. put on a waiting it's list it's crazy though
0: how we, we have to start thinking so quickly being like ahead of time yeah you know?
1: I mean you have to think about vaccinations mm-hmm. you know pl- uh, plan B because sometimes daycares you know they close um, on the holidays so mm-hmm. at that time you need a babysitter what happens if baby gets sick you can't put him in daycare yeah you know what happens if you get sick the daycare won't take the baby mm-hmm. so then you need a babysitter so you have to you know that was something that was a big surprise to me a mm-hmm. big shock something I stressed about a lot because I had to go back to work but if my baby wasn't vaccinated I couldn't get him to daycare mm-hmm. if I couldn't get him to daycare I couldn't go to work yeah so you know it was very stressful and I felt like I was a rush in yeah. order to find somebody to take care of my child and then you have to acknowledge that you're going to have these postpartum blues, mm-hmm. you know, not depression, but feeling sad, feeling anxious, feeling overwhelmed. Being scared for your mm-hmm. baby is normal. Yeah. It's all hormonal. Yeah. Because it feels so severe. I remember I would cry all the time, worried mm-hmm. about it, but it is a normal thing. It goes yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Um, my baby had to go to daycare when he was eight weeks, mm-hmm. and I was so scared and I was crying. And luckily, I picked somebody who was so wonderful yeah. that she eased, you know, my fear and my anxiety. She sent me pictures, she Good. told me how he was, and he still goes to her. Yeah. You know, I trust her completely with him. Good so. That's something that's, um, you know, how you're transitioning
0: that, back into right. life. Well, that's something you, to think about when you yeah, have a baby. Period. You know. Because especially if you don't have that um, that type of care that you have for your little one, you yeah. have to go to like a daycare. And then just finding one is kind of hard uh, with the whole six month wait. I didn't realize like how
1: competitive mm-hmm. it's become. But uh, yeah, and
0: there are some daycares that only take in like uh, newborns. They take them until they're a month or two months or you know. Right. So you have to, so you have to figure out what
1: are you going to do. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to figure out. The expenses, because some of these daycares are as much as rent for an apartment. Yeah. Easily $1,000 a month. Mm -hmm. So that's hence why a lot of parents are dropping out of the workforce to take care of their children, Mm -hmm. although they suffer because then you lose income. And so then the other parent has to take Mm -hmm. the slack. So it's not easy, especially with the times now, Mm -hmm.
0: you know, and it's, I mean, right now it's so, so much harder to have a child. Um, financially financially yeah sure. it is it definitely is um and then what kind of tips would you that helped you kind of transition going into work going into work oh god nothing nothing <laughs> helped me transition honestly like i wasn't ready yeah. i didn't want to go
1: back um it sucked i feel like maternity leave should be six months yeah four to six months at yeah. the soonest i feel like our bodies aren't healed enough Mm-mm. i was still waddling and my worker co-workers were making fun of me they're yeah. like Here he has baby why are you still waddling and i was i was snappy i was mm-hmm. like because i'm still in pain yeah. you know i still had my belly like you have to you know for new moms you there's no snapback that's another thing mm-hmm. the culture i hate oh as soon as baby comes out of your body you know you go right back to your normal size yeah, not doing no. like mm-hmm. i gained 60 pounds with my kiddo mm-hmm. okay and um i was swollen your, your belly, your pregnancy mm-hmm. belly does not go away for months, yeah. you know, and you don't feel... Anywhere near normal mm-hmm. until I say at this point, my kiddos is almost one mm-hmm. and I'm finally starting to feel somewhat normal yes. back to my body. Well, so you know what boy, they say normal.
0: around that time? It's like, it takes a whole year for your inwards. Some like people to feel, say two years, <laughs> Yeah,
1: you know? And so, you know, don't expect for you to go fit into your small jeans from before mm-hmm. or your little dress. I was so upset. I, I borrowed my mom's clothes for the yeah. longest time, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, she's like two sizes bigger than me. Just
0: for people Mm -hmm. who
1: don't know. She's now, right now she's worked out and so she's my size now. (laughs) But the expectation that I wanted to lose all that weight so quickly and it was depressing, but I, and I even... I, I in hindsight I went and I started working out early mm-hmm. thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna get my body back but yeah. it actually hurt me more on recovery mm-hmm. and I realized that now that I shouldn't have been doing all of that yeah. I should have been just resting mm-hmm. except that I have the belly and everything will take care you of it itself. Come back itself yeah and then I can reach a point where I can work out and eat and do all the things What would will that be that a good do. time frame for a woman to like start working out I mean that per- worked. honestly I think the first time that I started working out and I felt okay about it without pain or anything like that mind you I had a c-section yeah and i'm older mm-hmm. so older moms we we take longer to heal mm-hmm. um i mean i was probably like eight nine months mm-hmm. you know i mean if you're in your 20s and you have a vaginal birth and, you know whatever i see moms like they bounce
0: back a little bit quick they bounce uh, back quicker. like the next day
1: yeah you have to consider your age yeah. and, and then what happened mm-hmm. you know with your pregnancy how much weight gain did yeah. you get Yeah. Your belly
0: stretched. Yeah. And <laughs> if you had a C-section or not, that also yeah yeah, yeah. C-section
1: difference. is killer. That is a major surgery. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, I just had a C-section. Like, or men. I've heard so many men, well, you just had a C-section. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. It is major surgery. They cut through. I can't remember. It's like seven layers mm-hmm. of tissue, muscle, tendon, ligament, whatever, whatever you want to call it, to get to baby. Mm-hmm you know, seven layers, yeah. and then all of that has to heal, you can not expect that stuff to heal quickly, Yeah, and then this is the only major surgery where you, where you have, you have to recover yourself, but you're expected to take care of another human being, Yeah, people that have open heart surgery mm-hmm. don't, are not expected to take care of another human mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. right, yeah. so this is a big deal, you yeah. know, and I think people, people minimize yeah. how much of a big deal it is, including a us so yeah you can't ever be like well i'm hurting so much and i'm miserable but it's just a c-section no it's not just no, a C-section. Yeah. like you just and then i have men that tell me like you just made a human being you can like, do anything <laughs> no, no i mean that's yeah, yeah they probably say that but but when they try to explain to me like yes. you can't be so hard on yourself yeah. like you just grew a human yeah. inside of you like True. you you're not you can't be so hard on yourself about recovery and eating and waiting yeah. and all that stuff. Like be take it easy. Yeah. You know? Um but well, I don't remember what the original question was.
0: Was that you know that <laughs> Well, the original question was like tips of going back into work, but then I oh, asked you about yeah. you know exercising. You said we shouldn't be going back into exercise so quickly. Right. Like a good time frame is well, like you said. Eight, I would like, say eight nine months. Eight nine months
1: yeah, after. But delivery. you gotta gauge it because
0: like I because everybody's different. Younger moms, y'all mm-hmm.
1: can start jogging like a month later, yeah. or two weeks later, whatever. Yeah, you know, as soon as they clear them, you them and their young but superpowers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think in regards to work. Um, it's when you're emotionally ready. Unfortunately, you know, I had a time period I had six weeks. Yeah. Um, You know, I was forced. I didn't, I don't have time off. Mm -hmm. I have a salary job. So they designate the amount of time that you have. There's other nurses. It's so beautiful. I wish I had that ability where they could work extra, extra, extra time and and accrue vacation. that they could take four months off if they wanted to, as long as they had those hours. Right. Mm -hmm. I so wish I could have done that. I couldn't. Um, so if you have that ability, do it, yeah. like take six months off if you mm-hmm. can, like the older your baby is, the more comfortable you are, mm-hmm. you know, the more settled you are emotionally, hormonally, physically, yeah. to be able to hand your baby over to somebody to take care of it, be yeah. a family daycare, whatever. Yeah. Um, but in terms of working, you know, um, I, it was like, I, I don't have a choice yeah. I have to go, but you know, again, mom guilt's going to happen. Yeah. Because you're going to realize, you're going to come to this point where it's kind of nice going to work. Because mm-hmm. one, I missed seeing people. Mm-hmm. I've been isolated, healing and whatnot. Um, and, you know, it's just been baby in me for yeah. a month. And, you know, day and night, day and night, I haven't seen human life. Yeah. To have a Speed conversation Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like a vacation mm-hmm. to hand your child over and for you to go to work. Yeah. And like a get to talk and interact with people. Yeah. And, and feel s- it, you actually feel someone normal again yeah. being able to, to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know,
0: don't feel mom guilt about yeah. that because a lot of parents feel that way. Yeah, they do. And like I said, it's never going to go like guys So, yeah. you know, it's just another way of managing it and understanding you're doing your best and yeah. you're doing the best for your baby. But, but just understand it's normal. It's normal. Yeah. yeah I don't feel bad
1: because we all feel that way. And that's another thing is once you have a child, like, Start being more friends with people that have had children mm-hmm. already, because it, it this is one thing pre baby to post baby. I can I could not I, it blew my mind. Yeah, it was like an undercover hidden world mm-hmm. for women that have had children versus not. Yeah, like the, there's so many stories of struggle. Yeah, that shouldn't happen by the way. Yes, I know. So many stories of struggle and pain that women have when they become mothers but they support each other. Mm -hmm. Like there was so much times where I would text people in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Of course they're up in the middle of the night too, feeding their child. And we would talk about issues that we had and that would be a comfort, Mm -hmm. you know, but it makes me sad. It makes me sad and it it makes me a little bit annoyed. but I'm thankful at the same time that you have to have those Mm relationships with women that have gone through that already or are going through it. Um, It's almost like an Alice in Wonderland. Like mm-hmm. you see your, or, or the matrix. I don't yeah. know. You see the world as you think it is. And then you have a baby or you're just pregnant, mm-hmm. right? And you go through the whole experience and the world just completely flips. Yes. There's like another side to everything. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I don't know why women keep our, our experiences to ourselves yeah. until they notice somebody else going, yeah, through, going it. through it. yeah. Because I was I was thinking why why don't we talk about these mm-hmm. things? Mm-hmm. You know? The struggle, the lack of support, the pain of pregnancy, yeah. the mommy changes. Like yeah. why does nobody talk about that? Yeah. You know, so um, I'm glad that you're doing this because yeah. at least we can give a little glimpse. Yeah, such as like a little
0: conversation start. always. Right,
1: because mm-hmm. it really is a, a, a rabbit hole. Yeah. It is a deep rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Being a mom, going through pregnancy, postpartum is the hardest thing in my life that yeah. I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, physically, financially, it is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, And because I had minimal help mm-hmm. it was the most traumatic thing i did in my life so it's something that we can't mess up on and if yeah. we can empower women to give them the tools and kind of be like hey look heads up mm-hmm. this is what you expect this is normal
0: yeah right
1: then they can not have to go through mm-hmm. like the traumatic things that yeah. i did or maybe mm-hmm. possibly yeah. you as well you know um but don't don't try to do it by yourself don't be independent don't be like i don't need no woman to teach me i'm better you know no like this is the time to really meet with women
0: and And support each other. Yeah. Create that community. Create that little environment. And I think that's what we forget. Once we become moms. We're like, no. It's it's only me and my child. Or only me and my family. I don't need anybody. I need to do it on my own. So that we can say I'm successful or a good mom. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I think we do the opposite. You know, vent. Talk about the not so cute things about being a parent. (laughs) And, you know, being a mom and all that stuff. So, yeah. I think that's the the perfect things. But also to visualize what a healthy family would look like yeah. whichever version you are because like how you mentioned it's not shown anymore about like co-parenting it's not shown you know and i think that's important like even though uh, i think to some people they might think that like you're bragging but i think that's those kind of examples need to be lined up more so that we can see yeah. a good co-parenting and that becomes more of a a good role model for our future generation of kids it's like oh okay maybe mom you know i find somebody i have you know, we won't be together, but at least I know that co-parenting is uh, reachable. Right, right. You know, I think I mean? we
1: we've made too common or we've accepted the deadbeat um, dad version, deadbeat dad, baby mama, baby daddy drama um, to be the standard. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to go back to traditional values yeah. in terms of family mm-hmm. because obviously we're hurting yeah. as a country. Um, as a family unit Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't care if that people would give me put me like say crap for me saying that or whatever but um, I started out as a traditional family unit mom dad my grandparents my my uncles and my aunts and I remember feeling very grounded and safe Mm -hmm. as a child and you ask these children um, again reading reading wise um, study wise Mm -hmm. I can't give numbers but children were interviewed and it's, it's more of a subjective kind of mm-hmm. a qualitative type of study. But children, when they're asked, where do you feel the safest? Where are you mm-hmm. the happiest? Usually what they say is they feel the safest in bed. Yeah. Their mom and their dad. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's heaven for mm-hmm. them. So um, it's so simple. It's so yeah. simple. And it's, it's, it starts with making the right choices mm-hmm. for yourself and not not normalizing, you know, sleeping around, hooking up. Granted, life happens it is what it is. I made my own mistakes, so there's no judgment there. Um, but what I wanted was the truth. I wanted to find somebody, get married, have the family, and all that stuff. So I just, you know, I don't want people to feel like, well, you know, giving up super young in their 20s like well it doesn't matter i'm just gonna give me a baby now. you know yeah. like that's not normal.
0: that's mm-hmm. not healthy mm-hmm. i think from this little conversation it's always good to kind of this is always a start of conversation like i always say episodes well, just to help you start that conversation dialogue with yourself or dialogue with your partner or dialogue with your family mm-hmm. if you're pregnant or thinking about having a baby definitely this is not going to stop you like <laughs> yeah it's gonna be expensive everything but i think it will make things easier if you start creating um, your environment like what's your reality that you want to, like, develop or manifest, right? So you have to reach out. You have If you don't have the traditional um, marriage or you don't have the traditional, like, you're a single mom. That's not traditional, you know? I I think that really should be at the door once you have a baby because you really do need that village community around you. Yeah, you do. And kind of develop it. So that way, your what you want will actually come true because, you know, we all have these ideals of, this is how I'm going to be when I'm married. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm going to be. But if those ideals don't happen when you have the baby – we tend to push everybody away and we're like, it's just me and like this more and wish for the best. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I do think that I did that for a long time where yeah. like, no, I did this concept. I, I have to like do it yeah. on my own. Looking back, I'm like, shit, I, I should have reached out to yeah. my sister more. should have told my parents when I was going through, like, yeah. I need your support. And I think it would have been a different situation. Yeah. Looking back, I want to develop now that relationship with my kids, like, even though you're going to college next year, I'm not just throwing you out of my life. Like, I'm still going to support you, build that community around you, but still build that independence for yeah, you, yeah. you know? So it's the same thing for parenting. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just one of those learning experiences that you're always like, learning. You're always learning and you're always going to be in the shithole, you know, <laughs> you're always going <laughs> to Go have, have mom guilt, but it's always about getting out of it and figuring out how to do that stage of your life with your kid differently i do want
1: to say because i know that we've been saying how stressful and how hard and trauma Mm -hmm. and all this yeah you know needing support and all that i mean those are all wonderful things it's reality and we want to make sure we're not hiding those things Mm -hmm. but i just i want to reiterate that um Yes, pregnancy sucked. I will say that. If you had a great pregnancy, congratulations. Yes. Because I've had The glow and the boobs. I didn't get all of that. No, I didn't either. And (laughs) I have a friend who loves getting pregnant. I'm like, go for you. Whatever. (laughs) But ultimately, like, having a baby, the newborn part is so hard. Mm -hmm. But it's so temporary. Yeah. It's one month. That newborn stage, after that first month, you're done. That's Mm -hmm. it. Um, And it does get easier. But... Being a parent is the funnest thing I've Mm -hmm. ever done. Mm -hmm. It's the most fulfilling. I have so much love Mm -hmm. for this tiny little obnoxious human. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Even as how hard it is, I wouldn't change it. It is the funnest, hardest thing I've ever done. And I think, That if I could do it all over again, I would. So, I don't want anybody who's pregnant to freak out because I remember when I was pregnant, I was reading all these stories (laughs) about like parents being Mm -hmm. overwhelmed and sad and just saying all these bad things. But I I just want to assure people that pregnancy, I mean, postpartum, being a parent, the newborn stage, having a baby, growing a child, Mm -hmm. like raising them up to teach them is so fun. It's so awesome. It's Mm -hmm. such a rewarding thing. You know, yeah. and this is coming from me, who hated being pregnant, who hated the idea of being a mother, yeah. who was disgusted at the idea of being pregnant, mm-hmm. and it took me a while to to embrace that idea mm-hmm. and everything involving that. So, um, if I can embrace it, yeah. you know, once he came <laughs> and he was born, I think
0: you know anybody can. Yeah. yeah. So unless you choose them. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different story. But yeah, yeah, definitely, I think we should end it on that note. Yeah, so we ended at a high positive note. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, thank you so much for coming, Monica. Thank Appreciate it. Uh, probably next time. Hopefully, we're gonna have a, like a mom of panel moms yeah. and yeah. talk it out there. But um, if anybody's pregnant, congratulations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> congratulations, and reach out if you have any questions about anything, really. Um, and you have a good one. See you next time. Bye. Bye.